Wake up at Holiday Inn Express to a can't-miss breakfast that's free with every stay. Count on all the hot, fresh coffee you need and an incredible breakfast buffet that has something for everyone, like eggs, cinnamon rolls, and even hot, fresh pancakes with all the toppings you crave. Next time, do yourself a favor and stay at a Holiday Inn Express with a can't-miss breakfast that's free with every stay. So, when you wake up at Holiday Inn Express, you'll wake up happy, a part of IHG Hotels and Resorts.
putting a lot of work behind the scenes. Um, and just, you know, stay consistent, stay honest with yourself. I love playing this game and just to be back out here is a blessing and just keep putting my foot forward and keep coming out here and competing and getting better. Has that challenge your... ever, did that challenge ever get, did that challenge ever get hard on you? Was it ever trying or, or were you able to kind of remain positive throughout? Uh, you know, it's sometimes ups and downs, but I have a strong mind. Um, and I feel like I took the challenge head on. And Thank I feel you, like, Austin. Appreciate it. Thank you. You know, I mean, I'm here now, and I'm ready to keep getting better and excelling my game. Like, how some people did you talk to to help get you through all this? Oh, you man. Had to lean on? Probably anybody that had an ankle injury, bro. <laughs> Travis <laughs> Kelsey to well, Zach Ertz, uh, Steph Curry. The list goes on and on. I was diving deep into it. And then, you know, I had never had like an injury in my career or like anything like this. So I felt like it was just the hand I was dealt and I had to play my part. How far away are you from where you want to be right now physically? Oh, I'm always trying to get better. Even before I got injured, I felt like I was far away from being the player I am. And now here is just day to day, taking coaching, um, listening to coaching, uh, making every rep count and just uh, staying disciplined my approach, taking care of my body so I can be out there and honestly just competing at a high level. Mike, how did you stay positive in this process because sometimes it can get the better of the guy? Yeah, I feel like you hear that so much that you almost have to challenge yourself to stay positive. It's like if you know it's going to be challenging, you have to accept the challenge. So once you accept the challenge, then that's when you, you know, handle your business because, I mean, you know it, everyone knows that the process could be challenging, people could have their opinions. So that's kind of what you, what you're fighting against to, to like, you know, that's kind of what you're, it's kind of like defeating the odds or however you want to say it. It's just, it's just like keeping your head down and staying consistent and staying honest with yourself. Mike, has everything pretty much gone according to plan since the November surgery? Have you been on the yeah, expected for the track? Yeah, for the most part, I believe everything is, has, uh, has gone like it's supposed to go. Um, you know, the, the surgery process, you know, it's opinion-based and, you know, sometimes people don't get things right, unfortunately, so sometimes you have to know how to pivot and respond in situations like that, but I come from a strong family. Um, I feel like I watch my family struggle way harder than what I'm going through, and I know me being out there playing this game makes them proud. I took a lot of pride in that. Um, you know, I was home rehabbing back home and I got to see them a lot more often. And uh, I knew what I wanted to do and I knew I wanted to come back. And I knew I wanted to to make them proud and keep a smile on their face. And, you know, I feel like I'm that shining light in my family. So I take pride in my handling my business. You when mentioned they, uh, opinions that are out there. Obviously, you're aware of all kinds of speculation. But since you've been here this entire offseason, I mean, is this much different than a year ago where this is... This uh, is you got to be able to control what you control. Um, now we live in a world where everybody can have an opinion. It's just where the world is now. Um, it's a lot going on, but you just got to stay focused. You got to challenge yourself to stay focused. I know what my job is. I know what my assignment is. I know my teammates need me. I know my teammates needed me last year. I wish I could have been there for them, but unfortunately, you know, that wasn't in the plans. And now I just have to control what I can control and just dominate and take advantage of what's in front of me. 
When they gave you the go-ahead this morning, like when you did the workout this morning, yeah. did, did you take a minute to soak that in? Can you describe what that felt like at that moment after the last two years? Uh, I kind of like, once I knew last night what I was going to have to do. So I, like I said, I like to handle my business. So I knew that I was going to pass that test whether they knew it or not. And then I just treated like I was going back out there to practice. And obviously, Jameis is also coming up a major injury, and this is kind of your first chance to work with him as a QB1. You know, what has that experience been like? What's the part that you like? Uh, football is football. Um, attention to detail, working on our game, staying honest with each other, you know, correcting our mistakes fast. I play with a great Hall of Famer quarterback who set a great standard and example. So we all know what we're capable of, and we know what's expected in this building. And um, I feel like knowing that, just that's just like the reminder all you need. Like I passed success in this league. I know how it creates success in this league and repetition or just getting in the rhythm. So when one guy leaves, the next man steps up, it's still the same responsibility. Right. Now that you're back on the field, what's kind of the next big priority for you? Uh, just keep getting better every day and um, chill with the guys. Um, get on, you know, stay honest with each other, compete at a high level so we can build a great team and so we can come out here and have fun on Sundays. What do you like about Jameis' game? Um, Jameis, he's a competitor. He's like the ultimate competitor. He uh, he always shows up ready to work. It's like you're not going to outwork him. Um, you're not going to deny him. And he's always has that energy. He brings that energy and passion, and you just feed off that. And um, I'm excited to play with him, and I'm excited to help him move the change. Mike, can, can you explain, like, this is the first time we've talked to you in like two years. I mean, yeah, you'd be always saying stuff. What I mean, what happened? Like you always what? be writing BS. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, what happened? You always write that BS. caused Don't this to be a two-year. You story. gotta ask the trainers and doctors about that. Do you have any regrets? You don't like you don't do nah, no regrets. Watch me play now. How excited are you to have? You don't like you don't I'm very excited. It's a blessing <laughs> to have a guy like Chris Olave. Um, you know, Chris, I, I've known Chris before he got here, and it's like, like you, uh, to have the opportunity to have a guy like that, to train with him, to uh, to kind of see him before the draft even came a year. He, we trained together. Um, it's an honor. Um, I know the culture he came from. I know the environment he came from. I know the guy that coached him. And um, just coming from that winning culture at Ohio State and that brotherhood and bringing another guy here like that, I know he's going to compete. So I'm blessed to have a guy like that. And to play with him is honor. Mike Thomas, hashtag can't guard Mike is back. Listen, let me tell you something, man. And you know what? We shouldn't be that surprised, fam. Because, yeah. you know, he told us yesterday, we covered it on TSC Q&A Live, that Mickey Loomis said yesterday that he doesn't expect Mike Thomas to be on the pup list for long. So shout out to Mickey. Shout out to Mickey dropping that dime. But shout out to Mike Thomas, man. And I told people that Mike Thomas listens to all of that, man. He reads all of that. He uses it, that momentum and adding to his game. So Love it. And the fact that he called out Jeff Duncan, man, that bit Duncan. Let me tell you something, bro. And I've been saying this for some time, fam. 
before I even get into that, let me do my customary traditional uh, uh, welcoming address. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're now rocking with the Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys. Well, we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports fam. I'm Big Q. I'm in the building. And I'd like to thank all of you guys for chiming in on the Sports Coma. Uh, this one's entitled Saints Camp 2022, day number one. The start, the genesis, the zero time reference point of the 2020 season, which will ultimately culminate in the hoisting of the Lombardi Trophy, the second one for the Black and Gold Nation. And boy, would it be a celebration because this will be the one, this one will be sweeter than the one that we had several years ago. This one will be sweet. This is the first day of it. But anyway, back to the point about Mike Thomas calling out Jeff Duncan and said, you be writing that BS. Said it's so calm and cool. He didn't disrespect him. He says, you be writing that BS. Yeah, you always saying stuff, you know, and he's like, nah, what about the, nah, you know, he didn't say he didn't ignore him, not talk to him. But see, the thing is, if you're a writer, and I've written before, if you're a writer, the one thing that a writer has is his reputation. And when Mike called him out, called him a question, of course, he'll shrug it off. But this is not just any wide receiver saying you'd be writing that BS. That's a stab, man. And Jeff Duncan been around for years, man, talking uh, reckless and foolish talk, man. And I had to call him out before. And I told the who that nation, man, shout out to Hoodie and shout out to my dogs, the Nola Bros, Teal, L, and the rest of the family over there. I, I'm a little late family because I was supposed to pop up on a broadcast for maybe 10 or 15 minutes. And then I ended up being almost 40 minutes. <laughs> so shout out to those brothers and brother Randolph as well. At the, at the Keep It Real podcast, man. Much love to those brothers doing great work in the Who That Nation. And we talked about some of this, but the Mike Thomas situation uh, is it's come full circle. Insofar as it's good to see Mike back on the field, man. I know uh, he's a guy that takes everything personal. You know, he's a guy that's a, a, a perfectionist. And that was probably one of the biggest challenges that he ever had to under uh, to undertake because you know your body don't want to perform the way you want it to do so he had to implement patience then he had a big setback that he had to you know go forward and keep doing it so and to see him running around on the field like i was showing footage of him running around on the field it's just a phenomenal both him and Jameis winston have a shared uh what can i call it a, a camaraderie because both of these men are coming from injured situations where they are star players to their team. Jameis is the quarterback. He got the fat contract. This is his team. He's fighting his way back from injury. Mike Thomas is fighting his way back from injury. So the star quarterback and the star quarterback and the star wide receiver are now working to get back to get that offense where it's belong. And listen, let me tell you something. It's going to be fun times in the city. And let me tell you something, this is going to be a excellent year. And I'm just seeing how the chips on the shoulders of both these players, man, as they look to build this offense. Jameis is a bit of perfectionist. Mike is definitely a perfectionist and they will work well to get it. And by the way, Chris Olave, who is really super cool with Mike Thomas. By the way, Jarvis Landry is here. By the way, Taysom Hill is act acting as a tight end. 
he is going to be a mismatch problem for people, not to mention uh, Deontay Harty, not to mention other guys that's involved in. So what can I tell you? Who that nation be proud. But this is really a good day. Finally able to see Mike Thomas out there practicing with the rest of the team is big because it's been a while since we've seen him out there and he's on the right track. So I'm just so happy for him in particular and really for Jameis Winston because these guys went through a lot to get back to where they could play football and just run around. So I just think that's astronomically cool. But anyway, big ups to the Who That Nation. I'm going to play a little bit of Jameis a little later on, family. We're going to hear what Jameis Winston got to say as well. So big ups to the fam. I appreciate each and every last one of y'all for stepping in the building. Uh, shout out to the fam. Thank you, Austin, for your super chat, fam. He says, Q, you're going to have to do a uh, a good Loomis imitation tonight, bro. <laughs> Listen here. Thank you, Austin, for that, you know. Eh, let me tell you something, man. I told you. I warned you guys. I, 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 I told you yesterday. I told you. you know, I say, you, know, I, you wasn't listening. I, I, I told you yesterday. I say, hey, let me tell you something. I don't think Mike's going to be on the on that list too long. I, I, I. The next day, he was off the list. So shout out to Mika Loomis. And thank you, Austin, for your super chat, man. Much <laughs> appreciate you, bro. All right, fam, I'm not going to hold you guys too long in this episode, man, for real, fam. I'm going to try not to hold y'all too long. I'm going to go over the news notes and keep it pushing. All right, big ups to the rest of the fam. Good to see everybody in the building, fam. Let me give a quick roll call. Brother Shedrick is in the building. Tori Shepard, Senior GM Kev. What's happening, baby? B. Jizzle, Derek Turner, Marty Frost, Nolans 504. What up, booming? What's up, bro? All right, what's up, Antoinette? Big ups to you as well. Austin, once again, shout out to you, fam. Tuck Grab, good to see you. AJ, I see your fam in the building as well. Much love. Who that Dana? What's up, Queen? Edward Green, Vine, pick it and flick it. Who that to all of you? Blessings. Uh, JT, what's up, my brother? 985 live in the building. Brother Eric Howard, Demetrius, what's up, fam? Big ups to you. Uh, the OG himself, Jerry Poor is in the building. T. Scott, what's up, baby brother? Denard. And the rest of the fam. Swag fan is in the building. Derek White. What's up, bro? Big ups to you as well. Good to see you. Uh, who else we got? Brian. I see you, Brian Pearson. Pammy Whammy. What's happening, Queen? DeWine 15's in the building as well. Good to see you. Uh, much love to you and Yerm. All right. What's up, Lori? Who that to you, Queen? Appreciate you. Nate. What's up, Nate? Big ups to you. Big ups to you. What's up, William? Who that to you, fam? Much love to you. All right. Who else we got? Chiming in. Quick roll call. What's up, Tig? Who that to your fam? Coach Tab. What's up, Queen? Who that? Brother Derome is in the building. How you doing, family? All right. All right. <laughs> yeah, I know, Willie. You're right. Need to be banned from the facility. Who that to you? What's up, Tragics in the building as well? All right. Big ups to all of y'all, man. Good to see y'all, man. Brother Charles. What's up, fam? Big up. What's up, Clarence? Who that to you? What's up, Gene? How you doing, brother? Good to see you in the chat, man. KB, I see you, Queen. Much love to you. I see you, Jeffrey, who that to you, True Louise Animal. I see you, Brother Darley. I see you. Much love to you, fam. Ramsey, what's happening? From Nanola, what's up, baby? Who that to you, Teal? I said my dog Teal is in the building. Big ups to Teal and Nanola bros. What's happening, fam? Swamp, what's up, Swamp Saint 557? Uh, All right, who that, Brick? What's up, Kelvin? Who that to you, fam? Appreciate you as well so much. What's up, Stacy? Who that to you, fam? Much love, fam. Appreciate you. What's up, Tommy? Good to see you, fam. Appreciate each and every last one of y'all to this. All right, Tommy said, man, been a while, Big Q. Looking forward to a new season. Hoping there are no restrictions enforced 
Gold Saints. I'm with you on that, Tommy. Appreciate you, fam. Much love as well. What's up, Bishop? Good to see Bishop One Love in the building as well. Much love to the fam and big ups to everybody in the stream. If I didn't say your name, uh, you know, give me a who that and I'll see you, fam. I'll give you who that. So let's get right off into it and get to some of the first day uh, observations, fam. Please hit the like button, fam. Please hit the like button if you hadn't got a chance to hit the like button. Hit the hell out the like button as we get ready to go. So let's get into it. Saints day one observations. Of course, we knew Jameis Winston family looked pretty good in this thing. He And, and like I said before, man, thank you, Bishop, for the cash app, fam. Appreciate you, uh, Bishop. One love with the cash app. Much love to you, my brother. Thank you. I appreciate you. What's up, J-Rock? Who that? Now, you know, fam, let me say this. Jameis Winston, man, is serious. He looks serious. <laughs> five hours, huh? I <laughs> it ain't going to be five hours, man. Y'all know what's up, James? Who that to you? Colorado, how you doing, fam? I'm going to be, I'm Tom telling y'all, man. I'm going to be, man, let me tell you something. I'm going to be more disciplined. I'm not going to be doing, you know, y'all tell y'all, okay, fam, I'm going to not hold y'all for long and then go into three hours. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to surprise y'all today. All right. Yeah. Okay, Malcolm Brown. Yeah, we're going to talk about it, Marty. Uh, let me get through this, bro, and i give you, and i break some of that down. Thank you, fam. All right, Saints Day, uh, Saints Camp, day one observation. Jameis looking sharp with the new group of receivers. And remember, Jameis was kind of, what's up, Tevin? Be Will, what's up, fam? He was kind of working with some of these wide receivers uh, in the off season. you know what I'm saying? You know, throwing with them. And he did this the prior year to kind of build a camaraderie with the wide receivers. We're talking about with Traquan Smith. We're talking about with Deontay Hardy and several other wide receivers. We've seen the videos. We played some of those here on the coma, and we know what he can do. But what we didn't see is Jameis and Mike Thomas, which is really something special because I think they'll really build a camaraderie and a synergy, fam, because of their, uh, you know, the you know commonalities of coming back from injury. And we need those two guys in particular and the rest of them all together. But those two, the star wide receiver and Mike Thomas, the star quarterback and Jameis, to be on the same page. And I think this is going to happen. Shout out to Luke Johnson with the information. All right. He says, new coach uh, Dennis Allen led the team through relatively short practice, covering 90 minutes on the outdoor fields at the team's airline drive facility and attendance. Pretty much everybody. The Saints had near 100 attendance for the first day of training camp. Only exceptions being defensive end Marcus Davenport was on the pup list. Of course, Mickey talked about that. Also, Dennis uh, Allen talked about that yesterday. Passing yo, we talked about his illness, uh, being on it with the illness. Receiver Rashad Shahid, nine football injury list and safety. Tyron Matthew had an excuse absence. And of course, Pete Werner. People was talking about Pete Werner. What's going on with Pete Werner? And they saying Werner was present. Uh, for practice, but he was in work. He was working off to the side with an undisclosed injury. Allen declined to offer any specifics on Werner's injury after practice, but the coach did say he's hopeful Werner would not miss much time. So, which is we knew eventually. Then when that when you seen him hurt, a lot of the speculation started to grow because of Quan Alexander and people were saying, "Man, listen, bro, why don't why won't the Saints make it happen?" And go ahead on and put Quan Alexander uh, under contract. Get him in the contract. Well, Quan's still down here handling this business and training and whatnot. And there are a lot of LSU Tigers 
that's on the Saints team, you know, Tyron Matthew, Jarvis Landry, that are getting or inviting him to come to the team. And from what uh, word on the street is, uh, Quan Alexander is a guy that loves the Saints and wants to be with the Saints. It's just a matter of time, I'm thinking. So it's only a matter of time. And like I said, signing Quan Alexander to a two-year deal or something like that would not hurt a Pete Werner. Pete Werner was banged up last year. And you got to have, remember, it's all about the window. It's not so much about uh, what Pete Werner and his development into the future. Right now, we get Quine under contract. We bring Quine Alexander in. He is a mirror image of Demario Davis. He knows the system. And he's a player that you can have. It won't cost you a lot of money to bring in a Quine Alexander. So I'm for bringing Quine Alexander back because I don't think it will hurt Pete Werner. It ain't hurt him last year. And Pete Werner still was balling. I just think it reinforces uh, the Saints defense. And then on top of that, the Saints are working at a window, you know, a window of the proven experienced players that we need to uh, build the best team that we could within this window of time that we have Cam Jordan, that we have Demario Davis, that we have Jameis Winston, that we have Mike Thomas, that we have Elvin Kamara, so on and so forth. You get me? You get what I'm saying? It's all about that window, fam. And the window is now, baby. All right, let's move on to the next one here. Uh, for that is running back Devonnie Zigbo briefly left practice after colliding with linebacker Andrew Dowell during team drills, but he returned to make a nice catch and run. Several players who did not participate in the Saints organized team activities in minicamp this offseason were out on the practice field, including Taysom Hill, Marcus May, Peyton Turner, oh, and a guy named Michael Thomas. The Saints star wide receiver did not participate. And he said start. he did not participate full team year, but otherwise went through the same practices as his teammates. So the Saints still filling out Michael Thomas. He returned to practice. And remember, don't be surprised. And I'm going to caution the who that nation. Thank, uh, appreciate you, brother Judah, for being a pro megastar for the last four months. Shout out to you, fam. Appreciate you. Nola Balls, I see you, fam. Uh, Eugene, who that ticket? Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Tis the season for chicken fingers at Raising Cane's. Warm up with cooked-to-order chicken fingers, crispy crinkle-cut fries, Texas toast, and the real source of holiday magic, cane sauce. Happy holidays from Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. One love. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. And Ryan, I see you, Ryan. Who that tell you? 
What's intriguing, interesting, and just to caution who that nation is the fact that the Saints could employ a stratagem, which means they incrementally move uh, Mike Thomas into, you know, uh, into action, not just thrust him into full time action, but kind of incrementally moving him into a, a, a fuller role. You see what I'm saying? You know, not putting too much on him and allowing him to acclimate slowly into the same system as opposed to just thrust him in there. But I think it's a big plus seeing him out there running with the team as before last year. We just couldn't get that. We would see him off to the, to the sidelines rehabbing. Or we wouldn't see him at all. But this was the first time that interview we played to, to kind of put some uh, context on this thing. That was the first time in a long time that we heard from Mike Thomas, wasn't it, family? So that's why you've seen a lot of them crowd around him because we hadn't heard from him in a while. Now, we've seen videos of him working in the offseason like Jameis doing. A lot of them are doing that just to show the who that nation. We out here working, man. We working. So it was good to see him uh, uh, talk to the media. It was good to see him check some of these media people. Listen, let me tell you something. It's a lot of media guys that do the Saints work that I absolutely love. I mean, we're talking about the Saints News Network. We're talking about uh, the Saints Newswire. We're talking about uh, the Canal Street Chronicles. Love those guys' work. Absolutely love the, the white. Because you could tell when people love the team, you can hear it in the writings. You see what I'm saying? You can hear uh, the writings in the team because they give you the facts and they, you know, you know they're not coming from a disrespectful or a disagreeable place. They love the team. They want to uh, see the team win genuinely. And you can see it and feel it in their writings. So it's a handful of guys that I just absolutely have nothing but respect for in covering the Saints. And and a shout out to the Who That Nation and the Great Saint Think Tank for getting, you know, elevating those guys and sharing their articles and showing them appreciation. And then if they got guys out there that's not doing that, it's up to you to check them. Now, don't get me wrong. I do my part. <laughs> Listen, I promise you, I've been, I promise you, that I've been rocking with the Saints longer than you've been writing for the Saints. You understand what I'm saying? So if you're going to represent the Who That Nation and write on a team, more than likely it's up to us to make sure, being that you know you can't directly connect with them, to ask them the questions, that the, you're counting on the media, media representative who's representing you to get the truth. So if there's some questions that's not being answered, it's up to you to make sure they're aware of such questions because they might not know and make them... Uh, 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 you know, do it. So, I mean, keeping them honest is a part of the game. We keep our writers honest. We got to do the same thing with everything else. So just call them out. Like, and Mike did that. Mike said, man, you the one that be writing that BS. <laughs> and he, he just, he, he cool. And Jeff Duncan just kept on, like he was on a treadmill. He kept on ignoring it. Like, well, kept, let me keep asking the question. And then you can tell that all of the media people up there bucking their eyes. Look, <laughs> He better get them four or five questions in there because he ain't going to get none for the rest of the interview. Boy, I'll tell you what. He was cool. He kept ignoring. He pretended like ain't nothing was happening. <laughs> oh, man, call it. Like I said, man, call it square, man. Call it call it square, man. Call it square. All right. Anyway, let's keep it going, man. Let's move on. Winston was sharp. Now, we've seen that. I'm going to show some footage of him throwing the ball. As quarterback Jameis Winston looks ready to put any lingering questions about his health to bed, participating in the 11-on-11 drills for the first time since he tore his ACL in October, Winston completed all but one, all but one of his past attempts during the full team period. His lone misfire was not his fault. Winston placed the perfect pass 
to guess who, y'all? Guess who? You know who he was that he threw the ball to. It was Kevin White on a comeback route. But guess what Kevin White did? He dropped it, which is what Kevin White does. Kevin White drops the ball, which means the Saints should return the energy. Since you're dropping the ball, let's drop your ass off the team because you're still in reps from Quine Baker. You're still in reps from Aesop Winston. You're still in reps from DeJohn Dixon. You're still in reps from all these other guys, from the Kirk Merritts and the rest of these guys that's up here that's trying to make a name for themselves. Kevin White is a bust. And I keep saying I don't like to call people bust. But listen, the dude has the size. He has the speed. He has all of the physical attributes to be a top-notch wide receiver in the NFL. Even been given the opportunity to. The problem with Kevin White that the Saints can't do is they can't fix something up here. He has to go somewhere and fix whatever's up here that's stopping him from doing what he's supposed to do. Because God damn it, you played football in high school. You played football in college. You did so well that you became a top five pick in the NFL. And you get up there and you forget how to catch the ball. It's all up here. And we can't do nothing for you when it's all up there except for put you in the street. And maybe you'll learn from that. But the Saints did more than what they would necessarily did with this guy. It's time for you to go, Kevin White. You ain't doing nothing but stealing uh, opportunities from these other wide receivers who trying to make a name for themselves, man. I mean, my goodness, bro. My goodness. Dropping pass. He, he, that's, he only caught one pass. I remember all the last training camp, the rest of them was drops. The only reason why he was on the team because of Peyton. Peyton kept that guy here for whatever reason what it was. I don't understand why. But listen, his, his time is coming to an end real soon. Ain't nobody playing with you. Winston showed no signs of the limp that was apparent during minicamp when asked about whether he would be on any sort of pitch count during practice, meaning if he would sit out certain situations or periods to avoid putting undue stress on his knee, Winston merely laughed and shook his head. No. Hello, Jarvis. Winston wasted little time connecting with his new pass catchers, finding Jarvis Landry for a huge game with a bullet down the left seam. The pair showed off some nice chemistry on the play. Winston unleashing his pass right at Landry was breaking off uh, his route toward the middle of the field. Landry caught the pass in stride uh, uh, on rookie uh, with Alante Taylor there. And the veteran receiver took up field running away from linebacker DeMarco Jackson. That's what good slick wide receivers will do to you. They know how to manipulate players and they know they're comfortable in areas on the field. And that's Jarvis Landry, the consummate professional. Three stars, Peyton Turner. Uh, Allen single Turner out for having an impressive pass rush win, but it was unclear which snap he was referring to. Turner burned back, backup tackle Jared Hawkins with a speed rush twice, once getting him for a sack and the other time forcing a rush throw. Adam Troutman. Remember I kept telling y'all, lay up a ball for Adam Troutman because this is the year you're going to start seeing him. Even if it's his first, I'm expecting Troutman to have a, a, a lot better year and help the Saints offense. Third-year tight end made a pair of nice grabs during full-team drills, including one that would have gone for 20 yards down the seam. Small sample size, but those sort of explosive plays were noticeably absent from Troughton during camp last year. He had a horrible sophomore season. He would, took a boy, that was a horrible year for him. Injuries, inconsistencies, all this kind of stuff. But Troutman, tell you, I tell you what, you're going to see a real good Adam Troutman this year. He has the size, he has the speed, he can block, he can catch. And Troutman, man, listen, the pressure is not on Troutman. 
uh, like because of Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry and all these other fantastic same players around him, Troutman's going to be catching passes from Jameis Winston because you know one of the best friends of the quarterback is the tight end. And most of the time, Troutman's going to be left wide open. <laughs> You're going to have Mike Thomas out here, Chris Olave, Jarvis Landry running around, Taysom Hill running around, Elvin Kamara when he coming back running around, Deontay Hardy running around. And you're like, man, look, we their heads on the swivel. Their heads spinning all around the defensive people. Man, who we going to stick? Man, they got Troutman catching the ball wide open <laughs> underneath. I'm telling you, man, it's going to be it's going to be easy for him. Of course, QB Andy Dalton asked about anybody on the Saints. They'll tell you how pleased they've been with Dalton as the number two quarterback. He showed why. Yeah, I was looking at footage of Jameis Winston looked really good, but Andy Dalton looked really smooth out there today. He showed why an impressive day during team drills, completing seven of eight attempts. Through one misfire and interception he threw in the coverage. But outside of that, he looked really slick and smooth in the Saints offense. Remember, Saints run a very QB-friendly system, fam. You just got to keep, keep you upright. Lineup notes. Full disclaimer, this is simply how the Saints will line up the first day of training camp. And this will change throughout as the teams ready themselves for the open against the Falcons. Veteran offensive lineman James Hurst took the first reps at left tackle. All right. While first-round pick rookie Trevor Pinion slotted in behind him. That's potentially setting up uh, to be one of the more interesting position battles this training camp. Penning is going to have to show he has the chops to step in right away. Now, with Werner sitting practice out and the Saints operating out of their base defensive look, Demario Davis, Zach Bourne, and Caden Ellis serve as the starting linebackers. First group of punt returners, Deontay Hardy, Aesop Winston, and they give it Chris Olavi a look there. And, of course, up next, the Saints return to the practice field. This is the closed session tomorrow at 9 a.m. So they'll have a press conference around 12-ish or so uh, doing it. And, of course, we'll be back later on that night to recap day two of the Saints uh, training camp. So there you go, day one in the books. Jameis Winston uh, looked really good, really sharp. Mike Thomas returns. He did some work in there. You've seen Jarvis Landry miss the plug-and-play. It's official. The Saints defense. Uh, Peyton Turner looked pretty swivel, swick, slick in his movements as well. And the Saints, man, is only going to get – better all the time the saints got a championship level defense saints offense making a trying to make a name for itself they'll have to do their thing against that saints defense so is that steel sharpening steel that iron uh sharpening iron thing gonna happen best practice you can have is against the saints defense let me tell you what you hear me that's gonna be phenomenal man i'm gonna keep it real with you anyway all right let's keep it moving family of course we talked about michael thomas expects the bounce back strong you see his temperament you heard his voice uh in the thing and he got he held all that in because he hadn't spoke to people in that kind of setting in a while and he was able to kind of lay out and like i've been listening to you you know just to dabble on say i've been hearing what you've been writing i've been seeing what you've been writing i've been hearing what you say a lot of them say they don't read it they don't that's a bunch of bs i'm gonna keep it a buck with you i'm gonna keep it a buck it is it's it's pretty impossible almost impossible for you not to hear what's going on because if you got a smartphone and you are on Facebook or if you're on Twitter or if you're on Instagram, you're going to hear this stuff. You're going to hear because all this is there. It's all there. So you can't get away from it. So the best way to deal with it is to focus on it and take the good and bad, you know, and take the, the good crit critique out of it to your game, you know, and, and move on. But when some BS is there, you just use it as an incentive, like Michael talked about, to handle the business. All right, so anyway, Triplet says ESPN relays that uh, that in in the practice Wednesday, Thomas is bouncing back from a lingering left ankle and looked fluid and had no noticeable braces or wrapping around his ankle, plus big. 
while neither wide out nor Dennis Allen were willing to put a timetable on Thomas who worked in every portion of Wednesday's practice except for the full team drills will be back 100%. The 29-year-old who didn't play last season indicated that he's very confident, very confident we played some of that interview, that he'll return to form. If so, Thomas will be in line to claim his late, his lead role in the Saints wide receiver core that also features Jarvis and Chris Olave, who he also spoke about in great deal and affectionately. And Dennis Allen, credit to him, going and talking to uh, Michael Thomas and telling him, look, Mike, we love you. You're part of this team. Remember when he went out there? and made him feel a part of the team, despite all of the change that was circulating. Mike was like, man, well, I'm fitting up in there. Coach Payton done stepped away. What I'm going to do? Well, look what he did. Dennis Allen went and said, look, Mike, we love you. you. You're a star here, man. You're a leader. Come on here and let's get this bowl together. And then, of course, he, Chris Olave was one of his favorites. So what he did, moved up, got Chris Olave. That made Michael Thomas even happier that he has a young guy that he's he's a, a young understudy that he has uh, that he's been knowing since his days at Ohio State that love Mike and they communicate all the time. And he gave him something that Mike Mike can work with this guy. He already has a good relationship with him and in mentoring the kid and he'll be the opposite deep threat wide receiver to Mike Thomas. That's fantastic. So what pretty much Dennis Allen and the, and the group crew did was eliminate any friction in the wide receiver room. So we don't have a a, a, a Michael Thomas versus Brian, uh, 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 what's his name, uh, Cook. We don't have no, Thomas versus Cook uh, 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 friction going on. You see what I'm saying? You got two guys that's going to work well together, and Jarvis Landry comes in there and operates out the slot, man. So, I mean, the Saints, I, you know, it's just amazing how great this is going to look. And only time will tell, too. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And of course, we talked about the Pete Werner thing. We touched on it here. As Werner was placed, he had a non-football injury list Wednesday night. Catherine of Athletic reported on that. The exact nature of Werner's health is unclear, but still eligible to practice and play at any point in the preseason. So get keep that in, in your mind. He had 62 tackles over 15 games uh, and eight starts last year in his rookie campaign. The backup linebackers are Eric Wilson, Kate Nellis. should see increased reps. Also, Zach Bowen will see increased reps and with Pete Werner's absence. So we'll keep monitoring that. Also, uh, Saints Nick Vanette passes his physical. Vanette illness passed his physical Wednesday. And Vanette medical clearance is an encouraging sign after he started the Saints training cap on the active non-football illness list that the 29-year-old is thus eligible to practice once again and will look to cement a role in the tight end core that also includes Troutman Hill and Jawine Johnson. Now, Adam, now we talked about Nick Vanette. And to me, I think Nick Vanette, they consider him more of the veteran of the group being that he's been in the NFL more than the rest of these other guys. But the truth to be uh, told is, and I've said this all the time, is that Juwan Johnson outplayed Nick Bennett. I don't know where he where his role is in the, the tight end room, but it's a wide open situation. Even Lucas Crawl and all in the Saints are looking at a fantastic group of, of, of tight ends. I don't know if Bennett, well, his, his dead money will protect him from cutting. I, I just pretty much, we covered that in the recent show how much dead money and, and, and a cap hit the Saints will 
take if they release Nick Vanette. So I guess they just stuck with him for another year. But hopefully he's a six foot seven or six 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 seven tight end. He should be a serious red zone weapon. He dropped several passes last year, and he needs to get better about that. If you six foot seven, get up off your ass and jump over them six one five eleven five ten cornerbacks. Ain't no way in the world if you six seven and the boy put the ball up there in the air that you should be uh, uh, the ball batted out of your hand by a six foot one cornerback. No, you six foot seven. You got to use your height as an as a as a necessity. He blocks pretty decently. But you'll be called upon to catch passes in the red zone. Well, Jawan Johnson lapping them in that. Jawan Johnson, we'll see how it all looks in training camp. But I'm looking at, uh, uh, I really think that uh, uh, Adam Troutman's going to step up. I want, I, I, I believe in Jawan Johnson. I think he's going to have a stellar year. And I think Taysom Hill will be moved around. Uh, even at wide receiver, they call him a tight end. But I can see them people using him at running back. I can see him using him at tight end. And even at wide receiver. Uh, you know, even though they calling them a tight end, but they're going to be using them all kind of ways. Just hopefully not at the quarterback position. You get me? All right. And also, let's keep it moving. Let's go to the next one right here. And th this was pretty funny. I get this from the Bucks people. As Julio Jones said, he picked the Buccaneers over the Saint, the Packers and Saints and Colts. Did you hear what I said? Now, listen, fam, we cover the Saints stuff all the damn time. Ain't not one point that the Saints were actually serious about signing no Julio Jones. Cut that out, Julio. Cut that. What's up, KK, baby? Much love. I never, and, and listen, fam, we didn't, it, did anybody hear any stories about the Saints going after some Julio Jones? Nothing credible. Just rumor veil. There was no, there was nothing serious, no pipeline connecting the Saints and the Buccaneers. And when I heard those things, I would shoot that down because there was no need to bring no Julio Jones in here. So the, 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 the Julio says he picks the Bucks over the Packers, Saints, and Colts. Get your ass out of here, man. <laughs> We didn't want no Julio Jones. Cut that out. Anyway, let's see what they say in the article right here. It says, when you put it together, all the fame career will be 11 seasons and seven Pro Bowls. It's no surprise that multiple teams will want to sign you. That's why even with his age and recent injury history, no, we, did, we didn't want you, man. Cut that out. Veteran wide receiver Julio Jones still had multiple suitors when the Titans allowed him to explore the options after last season. Jones ended up signing with the NFC South rival, choosing to take his talents to Tampa and join Tampa Bay Tom Brady. You know, and then he talked about uh, Jones appeared in the on WDAE after Wednesday training camp practice, telling Ronnie Lane and whatever this man name is that he chose to sign with the Bucks over the Packers, the Saints, and the Colts. <laughs> we didn't want you, Julio. Cut that out, man. Nobody don't want you, man. Matter of fact, my dog Big Low, shout out to Big Low, said that the Atlanta people was called the Julio Jones touchdown virgin. You hear, you heard what I just said. Did you hear what I just said? That's what Big Low said. That, that man couldn't get in the end zone to save his life. Now, what are we going to do something with that? We got Marquez Calloway. We don't need no damn stinking Julio Jones. And listen, for the people that the Tampa Bay lovers and the International Church of Tom Brady worshipers, let me tell you something. Tom Brady went over there and he got Julio, and reached out to Julio Jones and to Kyle Rudolph and bring them there. And then Kyle Rudolph puts up a tweet about him having a pitch of him uh, catching a touchdown over P.J. Williams, and then the, the pitcher slides like this, and they cha change the jersey uh, to a Tampa Bay jersey and him catching the, uh, the, the touchdown over P.J. Williams. And I said this on on, uh, on Hoodie and Tails, them, uh, a stream. Let's put that picture in context. Matter of fact, only a cheating underhand dog will put that kind of pitch up there 
uh, uh, and, and make it throw shade at the Saints when you cheated to make that that catch. You pushed off that man in the end zone to make you pushed them to make the catch. And what was 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 really even horrible about it was the fact that the referees and, and it was it went for a touchdown in the win. But did y'all not real? Did y'all remember that the NFL referees refused to re, to review the touchdown? Now I didn't know, and it probably ain't even a rule. They just make up their own rules as they go. That any touchdown that you that happens in the in in the in in especially in playoff games are reviewable. Correct? Check check. How do you when did you ever see in any of these playoff games where they decline to go and look at the review on the touchdown, especially when it deals with the touchdown winning the game? Well, they happen to you. It always happens to us that the new rules that the referees decline. Well, we decline to look at that because if you had not declined to look at that touchdown against that Minnesota game, you know what ended up happening? We had to throw that touchdown out of there because the guy pushed off clearly. So. Show a catch against the Saints where you legally did it and not did a cheating ass thing like you did to push PJ off so you can catch the touchdown. You see, that's what about knowing the history and going back up in that thing and telling the truth and keeping it 100% real when he out here running and playing games like this. That's what we keep the trill. All right, so anyway, yeah, that, that I just wanted to drop some science with that about Kyle Rudolph. And this is the question I posed to the, the, the Buck Nation. Let me say two things. Number one, y'all, we are not a rivalry. Let's get that straight. We've been mopping up the Bucks for the last several years. Even with Tom Brady there, we beat you five out of uh, four out of five times. And the one time you won in the playoffs was one that we actually gave over to you because we we were stupid enough to keep turning the ball over when we was up by what, 10, 10 points on you and kept turning the ball over on short fields and stupidly gave the game over to the Buccaneers in the Superdome. That should have been a blowout. It was on its way to a blowout. But give credit to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for seizing the opportunity and scoring when they were supposed to when the Saints was out there stupidly and irresponsibly playing football in the playoffs. Now, with that being said, the question I pose to y'all guys is, the, the, the Buck worshipers, I mean the Buck lovers and the International Church of Tom Brady worshipers, is how is Tom, with, with Julio Jones and... Uh, Kyle Rudolph there and really the big news of the day for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers wasn't the Julio Jones signing by the way that's low ball that's trash really the best news of the day for them was really Chris Godwin coming off injury and they got Chris Godwin back that was the best story now that was hitting in the line I ain't even a Tampa Bay person and I knew that but the question I pose to all those people is how is Tom Brady gonna throw the ball on his back to Julio Jones or to Kyle Rudolph or Chris Godwin or Mike Evans, how are you gonna throw the ball on his back? Huh? How is he gonna throw the ball on his back to Mike Evans, to Chris Godwin, and to Julio Jones if he catches it? How is he gonna throw it on his back? Because <laughs> that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> you can rest you can go and resurrect Jerry Rice and dip him in a fountain of youth and bring him out there and, and bring Chris Carter with him and throw him out there. It won't help you if, if, if Tom Brady on his back. Let me tell you something. The Saints is going to get after Tom Brady and make it real bad. And you think you're going to put them guys in there and you're going to move the ball against the Saints and they done added all that high IQ to their secondary with Tyron Matthew and Marcus Mays and you, and they're going to be disguising the hell out that coverage. They don't know what them safety is going to be doing back there. 
with Mark Malcolm Jenkins and Marcus Williams last year, you knew what they was going to do. Everybody knew what they was going to do. Everybody knew their weaknesses. The Saints don't have such of an affliction this year. You got two safeties that play the same way. They're both intelligent and they both can play in the box or both can drop in the coverage. They can both can cover tight ends and wide receivers. And they they are they, the Saints will have fun. And I said that before, and I said, I see what the Saints doing. I see they they they're gonna they're gonna have some they're gonna have some sport, they're gonna have some real sports for y'all. And all these all out of them stupid quarterbacks, like 15 of the dumbest quarterbacks in the NFL. And the Saints meter, they're going to be disguising coverages. Them balls going to be throwing picks right and left while the defense climbing off, all, climbing all over them and knocking them around. So congratulations to the Buccaneer people for getting Julio Jones. Congratulations for getting Chris Godwin back off of injury because that's really the big story. And Kyle Rudolph is a throw-in. But at the end of the day, I pose this question. How is Tom Brady going to throw the ball to any one of them guys while he's on his back? Because <laughs> that's what's going to happen. All right, so anyway, man. Let me go ahead on and uh, keep running. Like I said, we went over the, the uh, day one observations. We covered that. We talked about Michael Thomas coming back, getting ready for a strong year. We also dropped a little science on Pete Werner having an undisclosed injury. But once again, they're saying it's not something that should keep him out of action for long. So there you go on that. Nick Vanette dropped some knowledge on Nick Vanette that he passed his physical. So don't be surprised you start seeing him out there. And of course, this stuff about Julio Jones talking about he picked the the Buccaneers uh, over the Packers and the Saints and the Colts, man. There was no pipeline between the Saints and you, man. Any little thing you can do to sneak a little play up in there, these guys going to do. But anyway, fam, let me get ready. I'm going to put this Jameis Winston on right here. Going to put a little Jameis on for y'all, fam, so we can hear what Jameis had to say uh, about today's camp. I'm going to play a little bit of it, and then we're going to end the stream. All right, fam? So, uh, hit the like button, fam. If y'all got some comments or questions, throw them in the chat, and I'm going to hurry up and, 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 and answer your questions after the Jameis uh, interview. I'm play three or four minutes of that uh, as well. So uh, give me a second. Let me get that set up for you, and we'll get that going, baby. Let's get that popping. All right, hold on here. Yes, we are back. First day. Great day. Jameis, how do you feel this first day? How you are from Blessed, man, and grateful. Grateful to be back out here with this team. Uh, grateful for another opportunity to come out here and play some football. Do you feel like incremental improvements in the knee? Oh, absolutely. Uh, it, it's still going to be a, a progression. Uh, but, man, I, I work my tail off, and, uh, and I'm going to continue to do that. Getting I, Mike Thomas out there today. Just, hey, look, you smile as soon as I said the name. Uh, you know, like, we, we got some people, Taysom, Mike T, who uh, did an incredible job rehabbing their tail off to get back out here and be with us. Uh, and, and they showed out like it, it's just good as a quarterback having weapons like that to help you win. with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time <gasps> no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case I pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus win is uh is a beautiful thing yeah, how much would you say you progress since the last time we saw you how much uh yeah I, I would say i just got more more explosive you know I was, I was good i was ready to go uh right then but like i said it's a progression uh the healing process really never stops uh but i, I feel stronger uh, right now, but when with practice increasing, I, I know I gotta harp on a couple things and, and continue to build. Now, James, there was kind of a soft suggestion that you might do a pitch count at some point. You're <laughs> no. a guy who likes to work. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, John. No, <laughs> that's not gonna be the case. James, what's the process with you and Mike been like behind the scenes just over the last year, just relationship building? Have you guys been talking to each other? Yeah, I mean, we were in similar situations, right? We wanted to be playing. And, uh, and we couldn't play last year. So I, I think that parallel relationship helped us grow together. Uh, we were on the same page, right? And, and now uh, now it's just time to go out there and, and ball together. Uh, and, and he's worked his tail off. And uh, now we got the opportunity. We're all in-house. Uh, so, so let's do it. And for you, is there anything different about the feel of just coming in here knowing you're the guy? Like, can you play looser in camp? No, like, no, no. no you, you, you just be grateful for the opportunity and go out there and play your best football. James, what was your mindset like, you know, coming off that field, Tampa game, and offseason to get to this point for you? Just work. Just work. Everything's happened for a reason. You know, God has never failed me. I got to stay obedient. I got to stay faithful. And I got to give it all I got. And that's what I've been doing. And it's not over yet, right? It's just one day. Uh, but I'm grateful for this day. And uh, we're just going to keep stacking it up. James, when you Stay obedient, stay faithful, right? Uh, just keep pushing, never give up. My dad taught me that my whole life, never give up. James, when you're building like a rapport with a receiver, what's kind of, what are you looking exactly to build there? Is it like timing? Is it just kind of knowing? Just know, knowing his body, yeah. knowing his angles, knowing how he gets in and out of breaks, uh, developing a trust, meaning that, that he's going to be where I want him to be. Like, what's his feel like? You know, is, is different speeds, right? Like, what is he like versus press? Right, like how is he when a guy is driving on the ball? How is he when he contested catches? Like all that goes in, right, in terms of a trust factor. Yeah, and then that way, like you, you know what he's, what he's like on a contested catch, and that manifests itself on game day. Then, right? Like, yeah, well, you just you visualize. I'm always visualizing success, yeah. but it's a, it's an element of trust where you know it is what it is. You know, different guys do different things better than others, right? Is it easier to build a rapport in the passing game with Kaysom now that he's working more with the tight ends and you have more of a kind of reps in that? When, when you have players like Taysom that literally can do anything that you want him to do, like you just got to trust in him that, that he's going to do his job, right? And having him in a quarterback room and then him going to, to catch, you know, passes last year, like I knew he was going to do his job. So when a guy works like that, right, like think about his, his rehab. Like he got hurt the last game and he came back. He's back out there with us now out there balling. Right, so when you got special guys like that, yeah. man, you just gotta, you know, cater to them, right? Whatever they need, whatever they want, uh, you know that they're gonna be doing the right thing at the right time. That's big, James. Talked about Taysom Hill because 
Uh, Taysom Hill is, he's been a weapon for the Saints, the X factor in many contests over the last several years uh, with the black and gold. And you talk about Taysom being ready because the time frame, remember from his list, Frank injury, the timeline wasn't exactly, we didn't know. We thought it to be a little further. We were, you know, we didn't get an exact time frame on him. We were focused on James. We focused on Mike and rightfully so we wanted to know. But then when you looked at it, you got Jameis, and this is the thing that's really great about the whole situation. You got Jameis back for training camp. You got Mike back for training camp. You got Taysom Hill back for training camp. And you got Marcus May, who was dealing with an injury, back for training camp. So the Saints, all of these magnificent and special players and impactful players that we have now, all of those guys that I talked about will play a, a key role in the winning and the success of the Saints into this upcoming season. So that that Taysom Hill thing was big getting him back day one because you know we were thinking deeper in camp so that's really a bonus I know it's kind of early but like what are some of the things that uh stand out about Chris Olave and just working out with him this summer he's just he's just smooth and, and I, I I uh classified as like he's he's already a pro you know uh I don't want to do comparisons but you know I had Chris Godwin in Tampa and like Chris Godwin you could just see in his eyes that he came in he already was a pro and uh and I see that in, in Chris like the moment isn't too big for wow. him. Uh, he's just an excellent player. Uh, he works his tail off. Uh, he's smooth and he can run. And we always like that. <laughs> Man, listen, that's big too. James dropping some juice on that. Comparing Chris Olave to Chris Godwin. Do you hear me? Did you hear me? That was that was that's big credit right there because Godwin's a hell of a wide receiver. And that's true. James did have Chris Godwin. He played with him there. And comparing Chris Godwin, uh, 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 Chris Olave. To Godwin, my goodness, black and gold Godwin, huh? <laughs> how much time did you? Uh, how much time did you spend with him and, and the other guys? Oh uh, no, uh, three days, right? We we didn't. I didn't want to tax him out, man. That that was for togetherness, right? That was that was for us to get together, bond together, get some work together, uh, go over a few details, right? That's why I had the other quarterbacks there, right? That that was that was for all of us, man. It was for us to be in the heat in Miami, right? How how can we how can we kind of Kind of get that same feel, but but actually have a beach to go to after we work out, you know. Uh, so it, it was fun, but we got some great work and we got better. I haven't done it to that extent. Uh, I typically, you know, I, I have five to seven guys, but I felt the need to get everybody right. Uh, why not? You know, I, I didn't, I couldn't, I didn't finish the season with them, man. So I was, I was, I was anxious to get around everybody and and get us all together and, and go. Right. Uh no man. No, I, I believe I believe he's definitely a, a leader a leader of all of us. Uh, he's been doing an excellent job. My job isn't isn't to judge him. My job is to do what he says and, and, and fight for him. And uh, and the way that he, he approaches us, the way that he leads us, uh we, we got all faith and belief in him and we got his back regardless. Let me tell you something, family. Covering the Saints and covering the Pelicans, let me tell you something. It's an infectious energy, a noticeable energy that you see from both organizations. We know they're owned by the same person and Gail Benson, and they share build, share that building, that facility. But what's really interesting, you see the level, the energy that the Pelicans have produced in this upcoming season and, and what the Saints are doing. 
it's it's mirror it's 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 the same energy coming from the same place you see what i'm saying and the fact that you hear Jameis winston talking like this and this is what you need to hear and and, and his faith is reinforced because he went through the fires of the injury which that's one of the worst things you can do to a professional athlete is to remove his legs or his arms for any period of time where he can't do what he want to do. That's like hell to them. So when he had to fight through to get his body right, just to get back through the surgery, learn how to walk again, you know, remember he was on crutches and then we, you know, he went from that to having the, you know, the thing on his leg, his brace on his leg. And then all of the constant questions and, the stuff that you're seeing is he never lost sight of the fact that I'm going to beat this thing. I'm going to win. I'm going to heal and I'm going to get through this and I'm going to get better. I'm going to be in the best shape of my career. You look at Jameis in that picture I got there on the screen. He looks in fantastic shape, not only physically, but the energy emanating from him. His mentality, his mindset is that of a leader. He's doing all of the things that you're supposed to do as a leader. He's speaking positive, speaking truth to positive. He's uplifting his faith and speaking about uh, his role with Dennis. See how the answer that he gave in protection of Dennis Allen, that was every answer and everything that he said is in balance and in harmony with the team dynamic. He said, my, guy, my, my thing is not to challenge Dennis Allen, but is to go and do what he says. I'm going, my job is to fight for him. That's what I, that's who you want to lead your team talking like that. That's the quarterback. And that dynamic will play out through the entire team because they will galvanize around Jameis Winston because Jameis Winston was doing the things that have these guys there. You don't just show up and say, yeah, I'm the quarterback. Follow me. No, he was off in the offseason inviting those guys over, throwing in the football, saying, listen, we need to do this and speaking them and uplifting them and motivating them and teaching them what I call champion talk, you know. Because you, before you even actually be there, you got to see it up here before you have actually be there physically. And Jameis Winston is breeding and preaching everything in his mind, and that's ultimately going to lead to ultimate prize. Remember, we should be used to this because this is what Drew Brees was doing. So this ain't nothing new for those who know that know this is the road in which we travel to be champions because Drew Brees did the same thing. Go back in your Saints collective and think about years in training camp, which we was on this show covering when we played all these countless interviews from Drew Brees saying the exact same thing Jameis Winston is saying. Remember that? Doing the things in the offseason, the visualization, the faith and the prayer and all this kind of stuff, giving it up to the creator and saying things like that. That's what Drew Brees did. He spoke a lot and he spoke his faith and everything like that. And Jameis Winston is, is doing that same thing. So you can see a quarterback who had the gifts physically now he has them both spiritually and mentally as well you're looking at a complete quarterback right there fam and as long as you got a quarterback and a leader like that he'll make sure all of those guys on that team will follow him into a championship i'm telling you this is going to be phenomenal watching it this is fantastic to watch the growth of these guys man it really is this was a special uh player in james winston going through all of that stuff and remember we've kind of you know him being here over this is his third year, by the way. The first year he came as a backup. He was a third string backup behind Drew, and they had Taysom. He was a backup making a million dollars. Remember, he fired his agent. Then he went from that to next year into competing with Taysom for the QB position. Took the position, was doing great things, got towed down illegally, and then had to fight his way back up. 
Then in the third year, he got the contract that he felt like he deserved. It is his team and his team only now as Jameis comes in as the unbonafide starter. So then you can see steps, steps he just didn't come in and the team was given to him. He had to earn it. And when you do that, everybody, not just even if I could see it, they could see it. So, I mean, that's a whole nother thing altogether. And you see Mike Thomas, all them dudes coming back from major injury to go back to what they love to do. And not only that, but to show you that you was wrong for disrespecting me, baby. I'm going to take it to you, baby. And that's what that's what Mike Thomas mentality is. All right, so that's going to be the end of this fact, this, this show right there, fam. I played about six minutes of Jameis' 10 minutes interview. I don't want to go too far into it because I don't want JT to, and, and, and Pammy, uh, Pammy Whammy to be saying, oh, okay, we go, Q, we in hour number two. So I'm going to end it right there. <laughs> so shout out to all of the family members. Leaping Cat, I see your fam. Says Jameis, 6,000 passing yards. <laughs> Hey, listen, if he stays healthy, I promise you every bit of the way, Jameis is going to throw for over 5,000 yards this year and over 40 touchdowns this year. You keep him upright and you protect him, he is going to lead the league in passing, uh, in passing and passing touchdowns. Jameis Winston is going to get his respect. I'll, he'll get the Comeback Player of the Year award. And he stays healthy, you keep him upright, he's going to own a lot of stuff at the end of this year, I'm telling y'all, because he was going to do that last year. All right, so anyway, big shout out to all y'all. Tech Saint, I see you, fam. Much love to you. KK, appreciate you, baby. Hoodie, I see you. J-Rock, uh, Millie Too Ill, I got you, fam. I see you, brother Travis, as well. Big ups to you. Uh, brother Damien, good to see you, fam. Appreciate you. He says, how do you think Matthew and May will uh, take to get the, how long would it take to get the rhythm? Plug and play players like them, bro, with high IQs, man. I don't anticipate them taking very, taking long to understand what Dennis Allen wants them to do. Matter of fact, if you've seen even a smoother transition from one system to another is when Quan Alexander stepped on the field and the Saints traded for him, then he waited a week, and then the week he was starting was up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and it was like uh, he was here from all, from he was here from the, from, the, from the jump. Like he was practicing with the Saints the entire year. That's how good he looked, and people thought Demario Davis was giving him the game. Demario says, nah, this dude doing this on his own. <laughs> so I'm looking at a, a transition similar to what we've seen Quan Alexander have because Matthews has seen it all. He's high IQ, so is Marcus May. These guys are going to form a really solid tandem. The only thing is, can Marcus May remain healthy? We know he's going to get a three-game suspension sooner, you know, at some point in the season because of a, a DUI situation in New York. But I, I'm I'm telling y'all, family, it's not going to be a – this is going to be a, a – these are two high IQ football players, and I'm thinking it's probably going to be a pretty smooth transition. And, of course, the question was asked about the running back, Malcolm Brown. How do I feel about him? That would be my last one. What's up, brother Derek? How you doing that, brother Derek Branch? Much love. Um, About the Malcolm Brown thing, we talked about Malcolm Brown. I think Malcolm Brown was is a good addition for the Saints. He speaks more to what Dennis Allen was saying about a power running game. And then you still got Abram Smith, who's a north-south runner with power, runs really hard. Uh, Tony Jones Jr. has a power component, even though he's a little bit shiftier. De Devine Zigbo is another guy that is very decisive, quick cuts, sharp cuts that he makes, but has power. 6'1", 6'2", 225, 230, and he's powerful. But, you know, the Saints have a combination of powerful north-south runners who have a bit of shiftiness to them that's not Elvin Kamara. And you look at their team, you're like, okay, 
Usually the Saints will have like an Elvin Kamara style back as a backup. I think Ezekbo the closest, not saying that he is Elvin Kamara, but to Kamara's skill set, you know, that he can do some of the stuff, some similar to stuff that a Kamara would do. But most of the backs are north-south runners. So Malcolm Brown fits right in. He's a guy that the Saints could lean on, you know. He could, he could be a guy of the Saints. And I think when if Kamara, when Kamara finally gets suspended, whenever that is, that eventually I think the Saints operate the run the situation by running uh running back by committee. And also I remember looking at the Saints running and, and, and this goes back to the re- recent past, is that remember when we lose a Elvin Kamara or Drew Brees or Mike Thomas or you know people like a combination of those, the Saints just keep winning. Tom Brady gets lost by any point of imagination for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're not winning games. And this happens across. Remember what happened with Dallas when Dak Prescott got his leg turned funny? You remember that a couple years ago? They went down like somebody shot their plane or something. They went down in the ground. They took a nosedive, a bad, ugly one. Down in the ground, baby. But that don't happen with the Saints because the Saints really are a, 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 is a team that understands the next man up mentality. That we don't win games because of one player. We win games because we are a team. And as a team, we understand what we need to do. So if one guy goes out, we step up as a group and solidify that loss in the best way we can. And that's what the Saints do. They do that better than anybody in the NFL. They don't talk about that, but that's a big part of why we win so many games in the regular season in the Who That Nation. We just need to trans get that, that transfer that same energy into the playoffs. So with that being said, what's up, Trey? Good to see you, uh, Nolan's 504. Big ups to you and the rest of the fam. Yeah, I appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, uh, Devontae Zigbo is a guy that I I think we finally going to get an opportunity to get a look at Devontae Zigbo this year. I mean, he's a good running back. He's just He just didn't get the opportunity to display what he can truly do. And the Saints know it. He, they, they had him. This is the third time they brought that guy back here. So it's obviously something about him they like. They could, there's a ton of backs in the league that you can go in different directions, but Devontae Zigbo is here for a purpose, you know? All right, so... Yeah, I do know the ball, so I believe Pete Carmichael. He said, I, Q, I believe Carmichael called the Super Bowl year we deadly when we got Mike Bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember Mike Bell. I remember Mike Bell running on people. I, people love Mike Bell. They love that vicious running style. That's like Chris Ivory and Corin Robinson. We love that vicious north-south running style, Uh, you know, running over people and all that. We love that, man. That that really gets us going in the Who That Nation. We love to see that. Yeah, and that's right, Wallace. Brother Wallace saying, don't forget about Ingram either. Yeah, he works well in a running. You, none of these guys you want to use primarily, you know, in, in you know, a hot kind of spotlight them as the guy. But if you take them in the combination in the group and use them while Kamara is out whenever he's out, then I think the Saints could still be able to have some success there. The biggest question to me in the training camp that I'll be paying attention to is what the Saints do offensive line-wise. That is the big question. The big question is how does the offensive line Look, meaning mentality. I want to know what kind of mentality does this line have? Does it have a mean, nasty, uh, very disciplined demeanor going into, you know, to see that will have to be determined throughout the training camp because the Saints defensive line is going to give that offensive line all they can handle. And Ryan Ramchek is healthy. Andrews Pete is healthy. The entire offensive line is healthy. Nobody's missing time. So you'll see the Saints defensive line. Uh, constantly attack the, the the Saints offensive line in training camp, and that is when you're going to see the mentality of the Saints offensive line. 
because the elder statesman of the O-line is Andrews Pete. So what kind of mentality do the Saints offensive line have? Because we're going to need them if we're going to win games uh, or have a deep playoff run. We need that offensive line to have a mean but yet disciplined demeanor. With Teron Armstead gone and the elder statesman is Andrews Pete, we got a rookie in Trevor Pinion there and also Cesar Ruiz need to get his game together. So a lot of questions about it, but that's the biggest question I got is about the O-line, and I just said it. So with that being said, fam, I'm in on that note. Much love to the fam. I appreciate you. A little bit there, Ramsey. He says, Malcolm Brown remind you of Latavius Murray. I, I get that, that. I'm not mad at that comparison, bro. Yeah, how he runs. Yeah, Kyrie Robinson, Big Q. There you go. Yeah, yeah, there you go, Damon. Yeah, Kyrie. Yeah, so with that being said, what's up, Mr. Who? That big ups to your fam. Appreciate you. All right, Ross Trevan, I see you, fam. Joshua, much love to your fam. Appreciate you. Uncle Paul, I see you. So much love to the fam. Appreciate each and every last one of y'all. I'm going to be back tomorrow, family. Probably a little earlier, we'll recap day two of the Saints. We'll play some of the latest interviews. We'll react to all this great stuff right here in the Who That Nation. So please feel free to hit the like button. If you hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. If you're not a subscriber of the Sports Coma, hit it. Hit the notification bell for the live stream so you know when we go live. And also feel free to go in the links in the description section below to check out all our fantastic merch. We got the new Jameis shirt, as you can see right above me. The Jameis uh, uh, Faith shirt is available in all colors and all sizes. And we got all kind of hats and shirts and stuff that cover the platform. So if you want to take a look at the merch and other things, hit the link tree, a link in the description section below and check it out, baby. Check it out. All right. So with that being said, we're going to peep out on that. Much love to the fam. I appreciate y'all. And I'm going to holler at y'all later, baby. Who that? I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Long as I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose or winning, I'm a who that. Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do that. 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 Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. Running this thing like Elf. Thank God every day I'm not a fel. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in, that was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shame for the championship. Bucking on town, duck down. Falcons, pluck, get shut down. Panthers ain't much touchdown. The vision really blown to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell. The crooked referees are Roger Goodell. Yeah. like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose or winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. 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 Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. You're listening to the sports coma with Big Q and the guys on the PRO Media Network.
WhoThatDaily.com. That's right, the WhoThatDaily.com. Your one-stop shop for everything New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Pelican, LSU Tigers, even the top-flight boxing. So if you're a Who That and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team, WhoThatDaily.com is your site. The WhoThatDaily.com for the sport Who That in all of us. Check out the Pro Shop. That's right, the Pro Shop. It's the platform store where you can go and buy all the latest merch to support the platform. Available at the Pro Shops, we have dozens of hundreds of products available for you and your family. Unisex tees for men and women, hoodies and sweatshirts, tank tops, kids and baby items, long sleeve tees, mugs, pillows, wall art, bath bedding. Face masks, phone cases, stickers, bags, fanny packs, socks, hats, and many other items. Please feel free to check out the Pro Shops. The link is in the description section below. And remember, it helps the platform continue to grow. So check out the Pro Shop and who that too. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.